1: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Our special guest this week is former Dons midfielder Gareth Graham, Ginge, as you may remember him. How's it going, mate? I'll you
3: mate. Yourself? Yeah, not
2: too bad. Not too bad. Good stuff, good stuff. How's. Uh, COVID and lockdown life been treating you.
3: Um, yes, well, it's been up and down really. Um, frustrating at times. Um, the first six weeks, I've got <laughs> twin girls of three, so it's a little bit tough at times. Obviously, if dad at home, they think I'm at home, whereas I've got to work, and I, I I'm on the phone quite a lot. So, <laughs> 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 I'm, <laughs> tough. I'm on Zoom calls and things. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> challenging at times, but we get through it. Myself and my wife, but yeah. It, it's been it's been difficult times because on the social end as well. So like you know, as most of the Don fans will know. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
3: so uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's been frustrating at times. Um, but I think it's we have hopefully got over of it.
4: What about you, Gareth? How are you doing, this Lee here?
3: Hello, Lee.
4: How are you? Yeah, I thought I'd drop in the Northern I- Northern Ireland. Hello there. <laughs> what <Yeah>. about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah, so I was going to start with uh, regarding you. Obviously, born in Belfast from Northern Ireland. Uh, I see that you played for the uh, the bad side of North, the Belfast teams, Glen Torin. So, Thank you. yeah. so we asked. I asked Dave Anderson if he was a Glens man or a Blues man because he played for Glens. Yeah. Uh, what about yourself?
1: Well, do
3: we fight? Um, because it's a little bit different. Obviously, we're the polar opposite. Because where, where Dave come from in Belfast, the the sort set. Most of them are, are actually blue men. And he's a Glen man. Whereas I'm from East Belfast where the Glens are. And I'm a Glen man. Or a blue man, sorry. So it's quite strange. But um there's a story behind obviously why I do score limfy. My my old man actually plays him he round about it the same time as Dave before. Uh, and my nan's massive um Lymph fan. So I used to go to Winter Park every week um with her. Um she she quite nice tickets
4: and things yeah like So I
3: used to play football in the morning
4: and go along with her in a couple of minutes. So yeah, it was, I'm a blue man. So Good lad, good lad. I've I, I got a few mates who I used to work uh, with uh, who were from Northern Ireland. I used to look after an area of Northern Ireland. Uh, so I went out there for a couple of weddings and stuff and I got taken to Windsor Park to see Linfield. So it's yeah. the only reason why I, I say I'm a blues man really. So Because you see seen it yeah. once. I seen them once. Yeah, they <laughs> on the beat, they beat Balmainer one 0 and it was possibly one of the worst games of football I've ever seen. <laughs> but you,
3: you can you can get a cap for Northern Ireland Republic, well, if you drink a pint of Guinness. So you must be the Northern <laughs> Ireland cap, you know?
4: I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good enough as well, to be fair. You you then came from Northern Ireland to Palace. Uh, how did that yeah. come about?
3: Um, just like, just like every kid, um. And then days there was scouts everywhere, um, especially in the British As It goes more far further afield now. The scouts from Premier League clubs below and above, uh, in Europe and everything will we'll send scouts out anywhere now. But they used to send the, the scouts to Scotland, to Wales, and obviously Northern Ireland and down south. Um, so I've I trials at numerous clubs, um, Rangers, clubs at Man U, Scunthorpe for ages. um. And then the only two trials I had really, because my dad did play football and he said to me, look, football's a short career, you've got to get an education. So he wouldn't let me go anywhere until I was 14, 15, whereas I was, was manuscript really excellence until so I was 10. Um, so um, I went to Motherwell and then Palace. And I really enjoyed Palace to be I only went for a week. And they ended up, um, the way it worked out, I ended up playing two games for the youth team in that stage at the under 18s. Because their game was actually, I think the left didn't turn it was cancelled or something, so it was a void game. Ended up playing and doing quite well. And I signed probably two months later. And that was the end of my schooling year. So more or less sent straight away and moved straight away. Was
4: was that hard to move, say, from Belfast into London and was you I'm guessing you was like what's it called? Boarding or what, what they called it back in yeah, the day? Yeah, Diggs, yeah.
3: Diggs yeah. For, I was in Diggs for three years. It, it, it was um it was hard and it wasn't. Obviously, having kid's trained to play football, so the move over at, at first it wasn't hard. Um, Pre season um, was great. The season started and then I wasn't playing, um, so because it was only a first year YTS and, we, and we'd have to even decide to be fair. Um, so it got a little bit frustrating. Um, so it did um, through not playing because all you want to do is play football. You don't really want to just train every week. Uh, but I was I was coming on the games, but obviously you want to play the ninety minutes. But then um, all of a sudden, come Christmas, I I'd sort of an injury occurred, and I actually ended up playing at left back. So um, from December onwards, I played at left back, and done all right, I think. So, but I, I, I'd have played anywhere. I'd have played in goal if you'd give me another probably eight or nine inches and pair of gloves. I just wanted to play too, also.
4: As I say, moving to Croydon as well must have been a delight from from Belfast to Croydon. It don't get much better, does it?
3: Yeah, yeah. There's probably more guns in Croydon than in Belfast. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah. It was it was probably just it was the exact same swap. Right? It's just the accent was different, and there was a few more people for some time. So.
2: <laughs> so obviously, you you spent a few years at Palace and then went to Brentford. Is it? Yeah, yeah, were they in the football league at
3: that at that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brentford was a, were in league. Well, I think I called it League One, mate. Yeah, uh, third division. Um, yeah, so the third division. The, sorry, the second division then. Yeah. Um, I, it came about because there was a large Palace contingent there. Um, Ron Nodes, who was a Palace chairman, that he was actually the manager of, stroke chairman of Brentford, and there was probably six or seven went. And again, um. I'd, I'd had the injuries at Palace. So I wasn't getting in. There was sort of younger boys getting in in front of me. And again, I wanted to play football. I, I thought I should have been knocking the door at the Palace first time, which it, which it was and wasn't. Um, so I moved to Brentford, who were, they'd just been promoted that year and they were doing quite well in League One. So And with the people there, like Ray Lewington, who's now the um, Palace coach, was the coach. Um, Brian Sparrow, blessed soul. So actually, ex Don. Um rest in place brand before I was eight. And they, they were all great because Palace Spadge was my fifth team manager at Palace and then Ray Lou was manager at Palace when I was there. So I knew they were great coaches, so there was no qualm in just going there. Um, and I did play more football. So
2: so at that point, did you think you'd make it at the top level? Um, or were the injuries starting to give you doubts? so or-
3: before, um, I think
2: I've always been
3: confident. Some people call that arrogant, but um, I'd always have confidence in my ability. Um, but if I look back now, I probably was never the same player after the first injury. I got injured seven, uh, sort of 18, and two weeks before I was in the Palace first team squad at Hull in the Coca-Cola Cup. It was in. Um, I was on no new sub, but I was in there two, and then two weeks later I broke a leg. I would set me back for 13 months. Um, and again, <laughs> as Don's fans will know, I, I, I do like a beer. And I, I allude to there's a lot of stuff going on now about obviously the mental health and things like that, which, which in the end days was probably there, but it wasn't as well documented. And I probably dealt with my mental issues. All I wanted to do was play football. I was 17, 18 years of age. Um, I got involved with people outside of football who. I didn't know what I had my best interests at heart. And I was just going for people, we were just lads. And they probably didn't know either what they were doing to my, me and my career. But again, if I look back now, that's what, that's what I. if any young, young students get injured, I would advise them to, to, this is a very short career. You've got to knuckle down and do everything you can. If you, if you, if you do everything you can as a young footballer, and um, it turns out you're not good enough, then you you can hold your hands up. I can't do that. I don't think. I think I was there, could have been there, and could have, could have handled myself different.
4: Before we talk about your, your move to Wimbledon and how that mm. had come about, there's a move that I saw that you went to Iceland and you played for IBV. Yeah. How, like, how did you come from coming from like Woking, Margate, Brentford, then over to Iceland for a little bit?
3: Well, to be fair, it's actually quite connected, because um, at Perth and Brentford, there was a couple of Icelandic boys. Eva Ingramarsson and Herman Hredersson, and they both had connections with the IBV. So, um, at Margate, again, I was, I was doing quite well at Margate, and I thought I got myself quite fit. All of a sudden, I got a bad ankle injury, I the my ligaments, and I was out for eight weeks. And with Iceland, they actually played throughout the summer. Uh, so our, our summer. So, um, they said look, they're looking for players out there. Do you fancy doing it? And I, it, it was, again, they say they was Scandinavian companies are part time. They aren't really because it's, it's left all throughout the day. They work in the day and train in the evening, so they are really full time. And again, it was one of those. I got myself really, really fit over there. So I did, um, because I was training in the daytime as well as training the evening, um, and I, I, I was, again, it was a tough one because it. They wanted me to stay and play in the UEFA um, Cup for them, so they did, and um, to move companies you have to just cancel your registration, <laughs> and the manager at Margate um, obviously took me back and Margate had just signed Warren Patmore from Bogey for about 35 grand and the conference there was big money and he was a goal scorer, for, um, and then he said to me, can't afford to pay me, he wanted me to come back and they couldn't afford to pay me, <laughs> and um, it was one of them it, <sighs> I think it's it's really difficult to back back in in the league then. So what then days it's probably not as difficult now, but um I just got on the slippery slope from there. From going from the conference to um White Leaf in the Rhyman League, it was it was a it was a big sort of jump and again I, I think my concentration went in. I think that was in, didn't admit it at the time, but I think then I knew I was never going to be back in the pro game.
4: So then you, you moved back over, you played for Whiteleaf uh, for a little bit, and then obviously the move to AFC Wimbledon happened. Uh, talk us through, Was that a Dave Anderson connection, or, or did you get no, into no, no, the it, club? It's it's it, it's
3: actually, it was actually before, yeah, it was Terry and Nick English. Um, Nick um, he he's connections, obviously, with Whiteleaf and Chepston and things like that, um, and he'd already a few boys over there that um, have ex-Whiteleaf connections. Um it was, it was quite at that time I, I had a couple of options um, and one was to move to New Zealand to play because again a connection of mine was living players in New Zealand but I, I was kind of settled in the UK and it was sort of given up obviously with the girlfriend I had at the time so it, it was a it was it was a little bit of um, stay at White Leaf and get watched be one man and his dog or to this new revelation that was going on obviously I spoke to the likes of Danny Oakensley he said well um, people were there at the time and showed me how good it was and uh, any footballer um, I see some Sunday league teams even having crowds any footballer wants to try and impress and play in front of people because it, it does give you a G that's why it's a shame at the minute that no, no fans are in because there are moments that you need a little bit of a lift and that they'll get you through that extra mile.
4: That time's fun, so. Yeah, because I I want to ask a lot of the players that were back in that day. Do they wish that they had signed for AFC Wimbledon a bit earlier in their career, so so to speak? Like you mentioned, Danny Oakins and, and Sid Wells and stuff. They were good non-league players through that non-league, and I just wonder if they wish that they had signed a bit earlier because the the momentum that we had, the parties that we had as well, when we were going through the league. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They, <laughs> They would people you would, I don't know if you've seen that before at a white like a white leaf or some of the other clubs that you played for after Croydon and Cray and things like that. It for me, it was something that I've never seen like 3,000 people all on the yeah. pitch with beers, players never had to buy a round at all. And he was like, like mental. Nah, it, 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 it was, it was a unique experience. Um, one, you'll
3: never get the the, the amount of people there, but two, it was like, um. It, it was like a, a pro club, but you're closer to the fans if you get me. Um, and I still, to this day, thinks that, um, those little things that you do together, um, will get you a little bit more points. We, we had a cracking team spirit with a load of, what you would probably class as lunatics, <laughs> and I think at that stage we were probably all better than the level we're playing at, but we weren't playing any higher for a good reason, and. <laughs> I think booze and <laughs> all that other stuff was probably the reason why, if you look at it now. Um, but again it was great times. I remember the Reading Away. I think me and Joe Sheeran were injured. And the poor cabs. I don't know whether any two of them are, there's obviously be a lot of listeners are. And it was it was I think it was I don't know who started, but somebody just started saying on your head. So the pint was going on someone's head. This port of cabin, you'd need needed armbands and rubber rings <laughs> by six o'clock um, to get out of the place because it was absolutely, it was about four or five inches deep in beer and water. And it was, uh, <laughs> and it was, it was just, it was hilarious today. be. I was soaked, Joe was soaked. I think probably about 200 fans were soaked as well. I don't think anybody watched the game, <laughs> so don't that port of cabin was just packed and we're pints all over our head. But it was uh, again. It's it's little things you got um, As a footballer, again, you try to impress. <laughs> I couldn't impress people in the pet so I was there in the bar. I think <laughs> me and Joe, so. <laughs> We uh,
2: we spoke to Dave Addison um, a little while ago, and he said when he when he came to the club, uh, he was shocked uh, or somewhat shocked at the the amount of partying or. Boozing that was going on, and apparently the players or the team have been banned from coaches' uh, coach journeys. Do you have any stories about that?
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was actually involved in, in <laughs> this stuff. And again, part of the, part of the revelation. Again, Dave, he'd, he'd obviously been in non-league scene for quite some time at a higher level, obviously. By no means was AFC a step down for him, I don't think. But obviously, in, in terms of status, it was because they were a lower league. Um, what Dave did, and again, why some players left, is he tried to make it more professional, uh, which I think the higher you go up, it has to be. Because um, we couldn't do what we did. Um, it was just an absolute... Mayhem and so some of the coach trips away. I think the, the coach strip we're talking about was not in the way because everybody was just absolutely hammered. There was cigarettes going everywhere, beer going everywhere, and the coach <laughs> the way back. Uh, and then there was that, and then there was the uh, end of the season trip to Blackpool. Um, again, the way back, we we'd, uh, we 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 decided. Well, I say we. Danny O'Gee decided to give us all like a, a mark as a player for AFC Women. He was burning everybody's neck um, with lighters. <laughs> so we all had this lighter burning the back of our neck. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> no, it was, uh, it sounded like I, a I good did,
4: idea at the time. <laughs> and
3: the four of us were um, half cut. So we didn't feel really, it till like two days later. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, again, that was one of the reasons you know, the coach, um, I think there was. The same trip. I think, don't know who it was with goalkeeper. Might have been, might have been Ray Murray, uh, the goalkeeper. I don't know whether i you remember remembering. Big Ray um, Mary. I think because uh, there was a, it was quite strange. Obviously, looking back out now as a forty-two-year-old um, father of two young <laughs> girls, um, for some reason we all wanted to get naked all the time <laughs> as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's a little bit like we were talking about earlier. It, a, it um, was a
4: trend, I think, back in yeah, the day. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, and um, so, Ray's obviously in the way back from Blackpool to obviously London. I think, you know, we end up in the Willis, the, what do you call the Australian Bar and Walkabout, walkabout in Wimbledon, ah, after. Wimbledon. And um, from the way down, obviously, we're all half naked. <laughs> so halfway on the coach trip, Ray's... Gear starts going out the coach. <laughs> so, <laughs> they he's got the one that's literally got, where's my gear? And obviously, obviously, it
4: was halfway down the year six, I think. So, no gear to put on. One of my best memories as well is uh, when we won, I think it was the Combine Counties, and we ended up in Punanar uh, <laughs> with Noel Frankham uh, and people like that. And one of the guys I was with, he couldn't get in. They wouldn't allow him in because he had trainers or he had a on that he couldn't get in. So, he went to the charity shop near. Uh, the Coral and Punanah, and he, he got totally changed into whatever they had there that he could get into. And then we're just rolling about the floor now. I think you were there, I think, no, Frankham. Everyone yeah. was just come out of there absolutely pissed, just rolling around the floor because we just won the combined counties and everyone was yeah. like, mad about it. Yeah. I was gonna,
3: Go ahead, sir.
4: I was going to ask, the question I was going to ask is, who was the best and the biggest drinker? Was it Because we had some big drinkers back then. We had Sheeran. Frankum, Dan O'Kins, yourself—literally, like, you go for that team. There's massive drinkers. Who could handle an away game, away day now?
3: I don't know. I, I don't think any of us could, man. Yeah. When, you, when you're when you young, you can drink, you can believe, and you you can get up the next day and do the same thing. Now I have a four day hangover. But um I say, with a few, you talk about frank Frank wasn't really a massive drinker. So he wasn't. He was always in within the proper Thanks him, Bass, and things like yeah. But we so Bas put a few away. Um, myself, Joe, Bulge again, obviously drunk cider as well. Another Irish lad, um, Oaks, Sids.
0: <laughs> we, the we whole team, have basically. Prob-
3: we probably did have a squad of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah one is, to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we had a squad of just people that could booze. Uh, but yeah, again, a, a really fun times, um, which which will never be repeated, I don't think, because. I, I think if you look at non-league now, um, even lower than the combined counties, the football's totally changed. Mm. Like, obviously, I, I, I've obviously been involved with coaching at quite athletic gypsum as well. and they, Obviously, you do get a little bit of expenses then, and you, and you still do now. Our expenses used to go behind more or less Kings Meadows bar and, and then the pale, <laughs> Bolts and Kings, whatever, whatever it may be, you know what I'm saying, and then some. Um, but nowadays, it you get people, people just sitting around waiting in that envelope, and the one that is is behind them. which cripples clubs again? Obviously, not the size of AFC Rumble. I'm talking about obviously clubs that don't have that much revenue coming in with the likes of fans. It cripples them because they used to rely on that come back behind the bar, which is a shame. But yeah. it's, it's moved on professionally. I, again, I, I'm on Twitter quite a bit, as you probably know, and um, some of the boys are just really, really fit. So they are. Um, mm. and. Again, I'll go back to the comment I made earlier, about you get yourself as fit as you can. You give yourself the best chance you can. And that's what kids are doing nowadays, which is is great to see.
4: I was just about to say, rest in peace to Robert Peel as well, because it's no longer there. I used to go to my ex-wife at the time. I used to say, I need a load of pound coins. And she's like, what do you need that for? I said, I like to play the fruit machine at the pub we go to. And she's like, oh, OK, I'll get about like £20, £20 worth of quick. And then she'd always ask me if I win. And I'd say, well, football was the winner kind of thing. But, yeah, <laughs> keep that on a low key. But, yeah, you're I go to – I said this to Dave Anderson. I go to a lot of non-league football. Uh, I did once a lockdown finish up to, like, places like Sudbury and uh, Wivenhoe. Yeah. And they are all in Ryman Division One But you can see the level now has yeah. stepped up from when we were playing Combine Counties and you have a big, fat centre-back who was talking yeah. – I remember playing Westfield at home and they had a corner. We had a corner. I think it was beating them 3-0. And we were giving their centre-backs and their keeper loads of stick. And they were facing the crowd, talking to us, going, yeah, look, Fat John on the post. And then corner came in and we scored. <laughs> and they were like, oh, shit, it's not what level yeah. we're playing at. And yeah. yeah, they were good times, man.
3: No, exactly.
4: Oh. But, so you, you scored two goals for us in, in the... <laughs> But yeah, I was just about to say, do you remember the two goals? You... <laughs>
3: um I, I do actually, I do. Um I did as a game I didn't score many. One was more similar. it was one of my first games back, I think it was a five or six two win. And the other one was actually against Walford in the last game of the season. It was really muddy and it um it, it was quite a good strike. It made a tick of flexing, but it was
4: a good, swag anyway. <laughs> was was Mercedes the one away from home when they made yeah. us about 5,000 cheese rolls? And, yeah. tr- <laughs> and we were leaving and they couldn't sell them anymore. So we were just giving them away. And we just had like <laughs> five or six cheese rolls just to take away <laughs> from Merstam. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah.
4: And then Wallingford case. Did you play against Wallingford away when it was all kicking off in the bar?
3: Yeah.
4: Was you. Uh, no, you sorry, buy- I was
3: injured. I was
2: injured then.
4: I, was, I, was I in thought the you bar. was injured. Was you in the yeah, bar? I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was good fun, right. wasn't it? Yeah, that was a little bit <laughs> mental.
2: It? Um, was that was that the game uh, Joe Sheeran was sent off? Yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think me and Joe played much in the FC. <laughs> <laughs> together. Probably in, we played more in the pale together than we did <laughs> anywhere else.
4: <laughs> well, this this is the thing. Like these little towns have never like never knew what hit them. Like they no. played. W- Wallingford versus Red in Town, or saying there'd be about fifty people, and then AFC Wimbledon come to town with two, three thousand people. Mm. All boozed that it's all local as well, so it weren't taking us long to get there. And we were going to these towns, and going to their pubs, and just drinking in them all day,
0: yeah.
4: <laughs> the bar, drinking in there, and then going home again. It was like,
0: yeah.
4: and I said, you spent more time with us <laughs> in <throwing> in the bar. <laughs> exactly. I, I was at Again, um, like obviously, you, you're saying about
3: taking over them towns. I, I think, obviously, the unbeaten run which again obviously we went on um, which may or may not be broken but I, I don't think it gets as much credit obviously Dave talks about it 24-7 you know, he's always on Twitter talking about it um, but uh, I don't think it gets the credit it's, it's, it warrants and the reason being that is that um, every team we played it was a cup final for them so it became that hard and all they wanted to do was beat AFC Wimbledon hmm. people just talked about AFC Wimbledon all throughout the end leagues, obviously <laughs> until you get a little bit higher because, as you say, you're bringing 2,000 fans. Obviously, the unbeaten record kept going on and on and on. It was a, it was a cup final every week, which again, obviously, credit to everyone that was involved. Um, it, the mentality had to be there because it was a cup final and sometimes it's hard as a footballer to get yourself motivated for playing bottom of a league away with respect to them, but it's one of them because you think you should roll them over and they're the games that you slip up on. I said your mentality's got to be right, and again, obviously, to talk about. I think once even the Nicky and Terry's team, once you step over the White lines, no matter what we did off the pitch, it was always we were always on it. I'm saying we were on it all the time. So,
4: I think it doesn't get the credit it deserves because back then, non league I don't think was taken as seriously as you as we've alluded to before. Yeah. Non league now is a bit more serious, you're getting good players coming through Jamel Lowe's and things like that have come yeah. from non league, where at that time non league was more of a just uh, lads just kicking balls around on a on a muddy park. Yeah, mm. uh, you know, I, I think I agree with you on that. It does, and, and, and as you said, going to some places, the pitches weren't great. They were well up for it, and they wanted a battle or a fight, or do you know what I mean? And yeah, it was tough yeah. back then. But yeah,
2: was there any particular game during that unbeaten run where you thought, "Oh, we could be in trouble there"?
4: Yeah, um,
3: Chesin hook away. Mm.
2: Uh. <laughs> I, I was okay. going to bring that up later. Oh. Thing,
3: um, <laughs> well, it was just uh, one. It was one of the re- worst refereeing decisions of uh, displays I've ever seen, uh, and that's the thing about obviously non-league. Before you even say it, in the Premier League the referees aren't, aren't very good, even with some assistance. Um, but <laughs> usually it's probably another story. And, um, but it, it was uh, there were some decisions in the first half I didn't agree with. So we say, and I I was walking in the time with a ref and the only thing I said, I said, you weren't very good this half. I said, I hope you're going to have a fucking better second one. Um, the next thing I knew, I'm getting sent off. We'd already, I think it was, was it team Small or? Shane Small, King's already Shane
4: Small King got sent off first, um,
3: yeah. He was a pass for me, Kingy, so I was involved in getting into his.
4: Can I just say, what a player he was, man.
3: Uh, and he was always at stature. Do, do you know who, uh, again, I commented, because um, Clinton Morrison was my past team as well. He actually reminds me of the boy at Tottenham and Billy, the way he glides. Mm-hmm. Yep. King, King was a lot, obviously, thicker set than him, but the way he plays, the two foot and so just some of the things he did. Um, again, Shane's attitude policy, he, got, he actually re- got released before, obviously, the end of his term as a YT, but he, he was a smashing, smashing player, Kingy. Him and Hayden Mullins used to sort of room with each other and things like yeah, They're both Reading boys. Um, so that, that, that's how that sort of move came about for Kingy, because I knew him. And we played against them obviously, the year before. So we got talking to him. Because um, he, he was one of the best players in the league at the time, before Kingy. We were the for going a shut
4: of the doubt for one for him. Because yeah, we were talking earlier, like, Merston was a nice club, got good too. When you talk about Hook, I couldn't stand him. We went there, they put their prices up by, yeah. like, it was like £2 to buy a can of Coke. They wanted like, £5 for a burger. They put a load of concrete on grass. They didn't even do it properly. They were charging us a ridiculous amount of money to get in. Then they just tried to bully us on the pitch, uh, and what the funniest one is, their keeper came over to us when we were three one down, Five, nine, nine. and gave us loads of stick, and said about Milton Keynes. And then he was rude to a girl, a little girl, and it's one of the one of the funniest things I remember. And it might not be that funny now, but it was one of my mates, John Cobbin, when we scored, he, he said, "We're coming back in this game, keeper. Don't you worry." When we scored to go five two or five three, keeper come and got the ball and he gave it to me. He said, "I told you, keeper, we were going to score. I told you we were coming back." And then we all looked at him and said, "Is that all the fuck you've got?" Like, keep it. that was his best cuss to the keeper after he gave us a load of stick. We were well, like, "He was like, I told him, didn't I?" I was like, "Not really. Are you just? <laughs> he was just so polite.
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Tell him."
3: Well, yeah. Now again, that was sort of the one that stick my mind because we, we we should never have won that game being three one down down to nine men, um and uh, again I go back to obviously what we did off the pitch, the camaraderie we had got us through again it wins you points like that. I'm saying that the close games, the games you shouldn't win. Um, the, the, there's little things that, again. Obviously, the, the, you look at the Celtic thing, um. Obviously it's happening now. I think I know Lenny and I know the why teams did that and do that because it is a good little bit of bonding because obviously they're going throw a bad patch at the minute. It, it, it does sort of bring everyone together again, gives you a little bit more of a lift to get you all back on for sort a of clean slate when you come back from it. So um we course we did every week at that time but <laughs>
4: get away with it when you win in, can't
3: yeah. you? Yeah, exactly,
2: exactly. So <laughs> So, is,
0: is that, are you sure that's that's all you said to the referee? <laughs> yeah like, his face. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's you all he fuck, said was ref, yeah, yeah. I hope you have a better second I, half, and yeah. he got
4: sent off.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um I were uh, you honest, paraphrasing I, when you were were saying it back
3: to us? I, I I can't really remember too much. Say that those those sort of days in my life I was probably drunk twenty four seven. So <laughs> uh, not gonna drink before a game, but uh because we, we didn't, we, we, I, I was always, obviously I used to go out on Saturday and sort of abuse my body, um, but Thursday so and Friday nights, would never do it, but all throughout my career, non-league and sort of pro level, but um, I, I, again, I, I can't remember too much, I knew I swore a little bit, Adam. Just
2: um, a little
3: bit. Some people might tell you, that's it. I said but I honestly can't remember, I thought i just said to hope you have a.
4: Fucking better second half. <laughs> yeah, Which he, I don't think he did, to be fair. He was fucking awful. Uh, yeah. One question I was going to ask for you is in, in your whole playing career, who was the best player you played with? Uh, and then also, who was the best player you played with at AFC Wimbledon? Oh, top one. You're to putting get in the spot here,
3: aren't um, <laughs> I would probably say in the whole career, um, I, I think. Obviously, train with and I was lucky enough to get a couple of reserves. really come back from injury, uh, it was Lombardo. He was just um, special. Um, when he came to party, he'd, um, he'd come to the end of his career. So God knows what he must have been like, but he smoked like a train, uh, and he was just fit as a flea. And he just done. He made things look so easy. He was quick. He never took too many touches on the ball. He he, he just he was. It was great for me. Obviously, I was injured quite a bit um, when I deserved, but he, he did used to obviously talk to you and sort of try and manage your head because it, it is a lonely place sometimes when you're injured and he, he used to sort of spur me on. Um, so, yeah, he would probably be one of the, the sort of best players I've played with, if I'm being honest, um, ever.
4: Uh, and at uh, AFC1, who was the best player we, we had that you thought got as he played this level?
3: The, there were actually a few, um, but if I'm going to go for um, sort of a, a magician type and somebody who I thought could have played a lot level would be Urs. Urs was just, it, we, we we played Barnett and um, we were in the conference at the time and, and pre-season family, and I think it was me, him, and maybe JB in the middle of the park, and me and JB just used to run about and just give him a ball and go, <laughs> there you go, me. I think he scored a hat-trick, and he was just unbelievable and again I looked at that game and I thought
4: yeah I remember that game
3: he's, he's just again as you sort of alluded to earlier the pitches were great I thought King's medal was obviously lovely but some of the pitches we played on the end. if you look at Bashley away and stuff like that and he used to do this little drag it's, seriously I used to go for a fucking cup of tea when he did it From sometimes <laughs> it, he was just unbelievable worse before his feet were, were second I've, I've never seen anyone like that no league level
4: yeah do you um, reckon that's was, because he played a lot of futsal so when you play, like, and that was unheard of back in the day as well. It's only yeah. become prominent now that people talk about football.
3: Yeah, and again, obviously, I think that's why, obviously, you said you watch a lot of Long League, which obviously I do, and obviously I've coached in it. I think it's, there's two folds to that. I think. I think you can get used to playing that way, and sometimes it's, you can't, and, and you get smashed a bit to being someone, you know what I'm saying? But, um, Cause, so I think you need a little bit of a mix in your team. But I think that is the case. You get you see people now on the level and their feet are just, they're, they're mesmerizing. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and Urs was that person. Like Urs uh, did things that um, I just still don't know what he was doing. And the only, again, i have probably getting someone who was the same joke was the exact same. He's do things that you just think, what's he done there? You know what I'm saying? He's, and he's about... Too made up the road because <laughs> he's past and he's done this little bit of skill and you're still trying to think what
4: he's done. <laughs> so on the other hand, who have you played <clears> with <throat> and you thought, how the hell is he is he a professional footballer? How like how like does he know something? Is his dad got him in here? Like how was he how is he like playing professional football? <sighs>
3: You, know, you're inspiring. <laughs> you told me you, uh, we
4: could ask any question we like.
3: <laughs> we're, we're not going here for the Wimbledon, because we'll we're all made today. Don't you
4: it's up, to you, um, If you want to say
3: something, I would pro- the, the, there, there's, pro- there's probably two, and to be fair, one of them had done, done really, really well, and he's now manager at Barnsley, Valerian Ishmael, Palace Center of three and a half million from Strasbourg, and he used to come down the train with the reserves, and you think, fuck me. What's this key day? do? Seriously, he, he had adding bar stand all, all he did was kick the ball out of play. And then about five years later when he left Palace he's playing for Bayern Munich in the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do I know really? <laughs> uh, but, but, but there was this boy we saying from I think it was um, a Carby paper some some Israeli club. And um, obviously the English game was a lot more robust then there was a lot of and he used to come down the reserves and he used to walk about. I play with him quite a bit. Um, although you could see he was technically quite good he wasn't technically that good he should be playing professional football and he may have got away with it in, in Israel you're never going to get away with it in the old um, reserve league against really really good players who are either suspended from the first team or, or come up through the, <laughs> the youth because they'll just kick the shit out of it it's as simple as that and he tried to take the class and he was, but he, he was poor he was poor in training so he was um yeah, so they were the two. I'd probably
4: say. And you're not going to say an AFC Wimbledon one, then? No, no. Uh,
3: again, I don't think. I don't think was. Um, any bad players? So don't. And uh, that's a genuine answer, so obviously. I think don't... I can think of a couple, but I won't. <laughs> I, won't, uh, I,
2: won't I know. Uh, John Barry Bates. They were probably
3: before or after my time. Yeah,
2: John John Barry Bates used to get a lot of stick from Wimbledon fans. I felt. Um,
3: yeah but but again, having to speak. yeah go on. sorry i i i i would attempt sort of disagree um I, again i think every football has limitations you've got to use him right i think JP J. will probably admit himself that he had limitations but he he did the, the nasty things right They give the likes of first the ball and things like that. i think i think he was unfairly treated a little bit but again i think that there was there was that was the period that obviously There was a transition and there was a little bit of fallout when Dave did get manager because obviously Terry and Nicky had done so well and they just changed. And I think he was one of Dave's boys who brought in and he probably got a little bit of flack because of that, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. uh, Did you ever play with Nick Roddick's? (laughs) (laughs)
4: That's a yes. That's a yes
2: then? (laughs) Not at AFC Wimbledon. Oh, okay. Where was that? Woking and Margate. Yeah. Was he shit there as well? <laughs> he, he took my place
3: at both, so he couldn't be that <laughs> oh,
2: shit. <laughs> oh, dear.
3: But he was, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, let's move back on to uh, more of the uh, kind of stuff you used to get off, off the pitch. If you could think of one night that you had at AFC Wimbledon that just sticks, a game that you had and then the night that you had just sticks in your memory, what would it be? Um... If you can remember.
3: Uh, I, it actually wasn't after a game. Uh, I, and before you may have been there, because I know a lot of it. We were supposed to play... I'm going to say it was Pagan. It was someone in the FA Trophy.
4: Yeah, down in near... Uh, it right was um, near Portsmouth, Portsmouth somewhere, was Portsmouth, it? wasn't near
3: it? near Portsmouth somewhere. Got called off. Gonna, I mean, called off. So we are halfway down the A3. Um, and it's obviously... The, the old, there was pissing down rain, the, the game was called off. I'd never hear, heard a bigger chair uh, unless Coops is, um, is sometimes, or is, uh, <laughs> his thing they started streaking or something, it's this old tarnish thing. Uh, but <coughs> obviously, big chairs go up because the game's off. <laughs> so, in end days, as we did, the, the old, the boss, I think, it done a, a UA in the A3 and straight to Robert Peel. <laughs> um, so obviously these uh, used, used two guys very experienced like most AFC fans are at uh, the Robert Um uh, they used to do shifts in the girls they used to do shifts so um, swear the, the pound coins <laughs> well we, we walked in and we were sort of leaning the one side Um the end of the night we just nothing because we are all in pots somewhere <laughs> uh, but it, it, it actually it got that boring I think we got there about 10 o'clock we would all have obviously a skin food want to see three birds for six hours and <laughs> six hours and six hours. So, <laughs> um, we were like, this is boring. So, Paul Scott, I don't know whether you remember Paul Scott. So, um, we all just heard Scotty go up. So, we just more like we had taken up the a at that stage. Um, so, <laughs> next thing, the next person on was Paul Scott. So, he's come out of the curtain of the day and <laughs> started doing the dance. So, we were all just fucking like, in, in hysterics uh, at this stage i uh, given him a pound coins to throwing money him. And, uh, I'm not going to lie, probably was the best one I've seen all day. <laughs> but he, 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 the worst thing about it, he's the smallest cock. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, sometimes in the Robert <laughs> Pro, you, you, you'd pay them to put their clothes back on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was that bad. Because that game, I remember that game. My mate, uh, my mate, his name's U-Boat. Uh, the reason why we call him U-Boat is he shit himself once at Reading away from <laughs> the Reading. Not actual shit himself, but Reading fans. He, he got scared. He hid under oh, a table. All right. And all the boys used to call him General. And then we said, you're not going to be called General now after you hid under a table. You're going to be called U-Boat. <laughs> And it's stuck with him so much now that it, it, his own family don't even call him by his full name. Everyone calls him U-Boat. Brilliant, brilliant. But he he was running late, and we were at Waterloo waiting to get the train down to Portsmouth. So we've all heard the games off, so we're going to – but we forgot to text him to tell him. So he's running late. He's jumped on the train. The next stop was Woking. So he's had to go all the way to Woking, and then we and then come back and meet us later on. Uh, but, yeah, we were half pissed by that time <laughs> train bar. I think we might end up down – can't remember that because I used to tell my missus I was going out for one beer and then get home about one o'clock uh, in the morning.
3: we obviously mentioned Frankham earlier. Frankie used to tell it again, if I told my wife now and girlfriend uh, at the time um, who I was playing, she'd know. But Frank and missus didn't have a play. He used to say, obviously she thought he played for Woman in the Premier League. He was saying I'm playing Sheffield away. So he used to cover pass every weekend. <laughs> Thursday. And if, if we were back late, he used to bring Box of beers. So, it uh, just get, got back to the King's Meadow The box of beers went
4: in his uh, roof of his car and just opened them up. If we were back late and there was nothing open. So, <laughs> yeah, it was. He used to tell us, message best chef of the fine So he got a bit of time. That's a. Yeah, that's a Sheffield the CCL <laughs> my, my current missus, unfortunately, she knows about football, so I can't get away yeah. with that. I mean, that's, uh, that's a good that's, trick, that one. It was <laughs> me. Yeah, we I mean, were off to Carlisle today. Well, you've been <laughs> playing him a lot lately, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, when your time came to an end at Wimbledon, did, it's, it's sad to say, but how did that come about? Was that Dave coming in and he didn't want another Belfast boy there? Or?
3: No, no. I, I, again, I, I played for Dave. Obviously, I won the round with him. Um, again, I, could, I was on four. I was getting injured again. I was in there to the side, getting injured. I um, before he actually made me captain a couple of games. Um, so, uh, which is obviously a great honour for me. Um, but I... I Towards the end of the season we won the league, I got a hurling operation and, and um, obviously then I come back. Um, and, and to be fair, the, the, the season Dave came in, he actually did me a massive favour. He, he, and he he gave he most of his ultimatums, I think, obviously because he was going to change the way the club was run and the way people got on, uh, which again, as I mentioned, to, mentioned earlier, it was leaving. Um, but he gave us ultimatums to either... Buck up or go out Which Some of us obviously rules the channel And some didn't You know what I'm saying So uh, I was one that Obviously I, I got myself fit Over that pre-season I worked hard I got myself fit And again I was in and out Of Dave's side Because um, he obviously brought his own boys in One being JB And a couple of others Which obviously Were great for the team <coughs> But um, Yeah I, I played quite a lot Over the day And then I got into the end of the season When we'd already won the league um, And I had a hernia operation so didn't do a pre-season, which, with the way I am built and the way I like a drink, unfortunately I go from sort of 12 stone to 17 quite quickly, uh, mainly through Stella Artois.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm not there. <laughs> That's my excuse. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it was the start of uh, the grand Prem season that um, I came back pre-season. I wasn't fit and um, I wanted to say I was sort of staying pit. Play from pace because I, I thought I would have got fit, but then pre season when I played a couple of games, I actually did McCaffrey again. So obviously, Dave, he wanted to build for the season. Obviously, with um, obviously to keep me had to sort of pay, pay a wage, so he wanted to get somebody else in. And for Dave, he's almost the days long if he stayed on the right side of Dave, which I did. Um, just unfortunately, he wasn't playing like, but uh, <laughs> again, it's um, it, he was he was almost the law, we'd be honest. And that's what you want from a manager. I'd rather a manager tell me the truth that I'm not in response and so I can go and obviously get my football as well,
4: which did. i back to the way so. I was going to say, what was it like playing under Dave Anderson? Because to us, he seems like we had him on the pod recently and he was nice, jovial. But I can see, I reckon he's got that little Belfast temper in him that we've <laughs> never seen as fans. And I can imagine if you piss Dave Anderson off, then you're going to be hearing about it.
3: Uh, again, I think um, Dave's done really well, not just at AFC Romland, but before then um, and, and after obviously with Churchill, was was fantastic fit. But which again he, he tell you about every <laughs> of day. Uh, But uh, uh, he was very regimented. Um, and if, again, I think if you look at it all walks, walks away, you look at the likes of Mourinho, um, club, Klopp, um, you have your ways as a manager. And I think if you if you didn't sort of not get on with the ways that Dave wanted to be, then then you were going to get the brunt of it, and you could be. But again, he he in some. I think every manager has sort of good people around him, which Dave will probably confess himself. And JB and was were good as well. You know what I'm saying there were good people around him because you you they a really really good mix, and obviously what they told you, and obviously your training techniques, and I, I it was again I thoroughly enjoyed the time on the Dave. It was just. It was a different way of playing because he, he knew the Roman League better than his predecessors, no disrespect to him. Um, and the way we played, again, I might have been more attractive football and things like that, but it, it probably wouldn't have got away with it uh, by going in the league with the same players and the same way of playing. So we had to change it, which he did, and he did it quite quickly and he was successful.
4: So, when well, before we came on, you mentioned that there's a few people that you know that I know as well, like... Uh, Wimbledon fans and you were at the playoff final uh yeah. it up in the uh, what was the pub called that we went into yeah, the Green Man Green, Green Man. Man, what, a, yeah, what Green pub Man. that is as well that's yeah. a great pub if you go to Wembley yeah. uh, I'm quite surprised you haven't been on more away games especially with the people that you know John, Kev Smithy, do you know what I mean because you're always yeah. welcome on an away game with us boys and I'd like to see you on an away game Do we I have threatened there
3: a couple of times like that, and do for, I think after lockdown I promise a well, well coming away game because I think um all parties will probably enjoy
1: it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be a problem away day though, like a Carlisle or Barrow yeah. it's, like, it's gonna be uh, yeah so Definitely. we wanna see if you really have got it off the pitch like you said. <laughs> if you still got it in the locker. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've got it. it'll
3: just take me a few days to recover.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. the that, that was a great day. Again and um I will sort of sort of go on go on from that again I I knew how passionate AFC women of fans were and um, I, I thought I got it. But again, if again, I went with Smithy and obviously Smithy was crying on my shoulder. He's, he, he's a big unit in the old Smithy and uh, seeing, seeing that, that they sort of made me realise how much it meant. If I didn't know already, I, I sort of hit home, if you get me. Um, because that's even though I wasn't involved in the pitch, and I'd I, I love to be because that's the sort of feeling as a footballer, you want the fan to feel, which the guys in that day obviously did, and it was, again, being part of it was great because obviously, uh, the boys that I know obviously took um, me up, but, but it was great obviously because obviously me and I, Dave, they were all in the green man. There was quite a few. There was a judge, I think. There was loads of us there, and uh, we'd, we'd arranged to sort of meet beforehand, and it was, it, it was, it was great because the atmosphere there was brilliant. And, Again, obviously, seeing old faces and getting recognised, because it, it's always nice to have a little bit of an ego boost. People, There's gins. gins you, if you've got a football up your jumper and things like that, people saying that. It was, it was quite funny. Just, <laughs> but that, that's the kind of relationship we all had. It was, it was great to go back there for, albeit sort of a couple of hours. It was it a was well, great I-
4: crack that day. I took my son and he's been Wembley like three, four times now because when we played Spurs at Wembley and stuff and he's getting used to it. And I was, I was crying my eyes out. My my mate, Buzz, who's a massive guy, he was crying his eyes out. Uh, And my son's looking at me like, Dad, why are you crying? And it's like, this just, it just means, meant so much. It's the same Manchester. When I went to Manchester, I get, it's a funny story. I, I went to Magaluf on a stag do and then flew to Manchester to watch the playoff final. And then when we won, I was just, literally couldn't stop crying, even though I was just so happy and stuff. And uh, going back to Magaluf, it's quite fun. My stag do, I was on my stag do with all my mates and two of my mates saw you in a toilet in Magaluf. And they come out as happy as Larry, like the, the best thing has ever happened to them in the world. And they were going, we just saw Gav Graham, we just saw Gav Graham in the toilet in Magaluf. And, and oh. we, we spoke about it off air. You, you couldn't really remember it. no.
3: No, yeah, I, 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 I said, uh, obviously, I, I worked with Magdalene, I think it was four, four to six years, four to six years, I think, all in stag days, obviously it was coming down to age all mates were getting married, and seriously, I, I was, of the four days that we went for, I, I just didn't remember anything, <laughs> seriously, um, it, it was just, it was go hard or go home, and obviously I did go hard, because I wasn't going home until Monday, so... Yeah, four nights. <laughs>
4: four nights is a long um, old time. I can do two out there, and that's about
3: yeah. it, really. I, I couldn't do one night. Like I did two in my stay, um, and it was in Benidorm, and it was just carnage. like, so it was. It's. I could probably do again. we we'll talk about the witch, I'll, I could probably do a whole day drinking, but you do suffer for it. The only you just a, when you're younger, you're just immune. It.
4: That's one of the things I love about Wimbledon is I could see you in the street anywhere. A Wimbledon fan could see you and they recognise you straight away. That's Gareth Graham, and mm. we, we're not shy of coming forward to say hello and stuff like that. And I think that's what's great about Wimbledon. Like uh, and talking about people crying is when we go back to Plough Lane, which hopefully you'll be invited to, and if you ain't invited, I'm sure Smithy, Care of all them, we will get in you yeah. tickets. But I don't think it'll be a, crook, a dry eye in the place. The no. bars are going to be loving it now that Wimbledon's going to be back home and having, pubs and,
3: and, and uh, yeah, I do. far obviously you touched on that. Um, I think obviously when I joined the club, obviously I, I knew that because again, obviously I was a Palace at the time of obviously when everything went tits up with Wimbledon, obviously what happened happened. Um, but I, I, I knew the passion everyone put in to start the club. And obviously, I think it was two and a half years that I had there. And again, as I said, obviously, I've got friends with John, uh, Kev, and Smith, you know, known all them, obviously, through social and obviously drinking with them a couple of times. I knew how passionate people were. So the first thing was to go through the leagues, uh, which obviously, uh, again, you talk about Manchester, I loved being there myself because that was that was the thing, getting back into the football league was the first thing, wasn't it? That was the first tick box, so to speak. Um and then obviously when the plans come out for saying uh, again, people have plans for everything, but sometimes they don't happen, uh, which is a little bit false. But again, I, I've, I've started cycling quite a bit, and I often do that route. And I've I've actually done the route of the, of the ground because again, it's not too far from here, um, and it looks amazing. So it, does, it looks fantastic, I and mean, as you say, it'll be it'll be phenomenal to get people back in there mm. uh, where they belong, home. Um, because again, I used to play at the old parallel with, with Palace reserves, um, so it, it, which is only around the corner. But um, it, it's it, again, it's it's, it's 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 what the fans want. Then mm. next thing's obviously back in the prem, isn't it? We want more <laughs> thing to kick
4: off that. <laughs> I'm not too bothered about the crowd. Modern <laughs> football just drives me. We were talking about it, me and my mates were talking about it earlier. There's like no rivalries in football anymore. We had a we had a player called Saunders on loan, and he's just. Uh, posted up on Instagram his mate that from Brighton's just gone on loan to that club and he's posted all their pictures up and I, it really annoyed me even though he wasn't yeah. our player he was he was on loan to us though so he should understand a bit more and I know it's his yeah. mate but there's no rivalries in football anymore even like Spurs yeah. and Arsenal Liverpool man you the other day it was such yeah. a boring game of football there was no challenges and it may be because that's how football's become there you can't challenge yeah but there's nothing it's just I don't know if it's COVID or anything, but yeah. I want the Vieras versus Keynes and the Shearers yeah. and Lennies and things like that. Do you know what I mean? And- do, do,
3: I, I think again, okay, I think there's a little bit of obviously it's a little bit of everything. I, I think that um, you can't get away with obviously <laughs> kicking people in the face like here did the beginning. But uh, it's there's so much scrutiny around footballers. Um, but but obviously what you're talking about though with his mate again. Um, uh, we, we talked about it off earlier. Uh, any team that I played for will always hold a place in my heart. Um, obviously, AFC being one, because uh, you obviously you thought I was a Palace fan, but I'm a Spurs fan. But uh, <laughs> uh, look, they'll always hold a place in my heart because it's given me the journey where I am today. Um, and, and again, obviously, I talk about the AFC run and obviously everything that happened. When i done the cruise shoot at AFC, they could have easily just obviously let me go. But, um, There's a lot of stuff going on in the background and use fans we didn't see, which was great. Um, which, with rehabilitation, they actually paid from the gym membership. Obviously, we were only part time, but they paid from the gym membership because a big thing, obviously, when you do a ligament is building the muscles up around it. They actually paid from the gym membership. So it makes you feel wanted. Obviously, the, the worst thing in the world as any sports person is being injured when I mean, you can't do what you want to do. Um, but that's your little bit of thing. And that's why I wanted to get back and sort of repay the Club for what they've done, if you, if you get me, so um, yeah, there was that, and that's uh, that's not the only reason. Obviously, I I see the passing every week with, with fans when I played there of how much it means. Obviously, what was done was shit. um, but now, obviously, moving up the leagues and obviously being back in the league is, is, is a fantastic achievement. And to all you fans involved, it's it's just phenomenal. You, you would never have thought that. Especially not, obviously, in the space of time. It's it's it's, it's fantastic, and like, again, to be part of it, it's obviously an honour. So,
4: and it was an honour watching you play, mate.
3: Was indeed. Would you... What, 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 what <laughs> on the paint or in the toilet?
0: <laughs> it was
4: great. I, mean,
2: yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, I, I will It weren't me watching. It was a couple of other games. <laughs> <laughs> I was outside having I mean, yoga. Yeah, uh,
2: you don't have to um say yes, but w- is Wimbledon sort of the your most enjoyable time in your career?
3: I think for different reasons it probably is. Um again I think um the, the most enjoyable times in on my career are probably my youth team days. I probably played the best football in the youth team days. I mean with a successful youth team we got there, the Fup final. Lost a very good Leeds team with Robinson get Q. So they were the most enjoyable time and I think um obviously playing from a company in the eighteens and twenty ones it's always been an aspiration of mine to play for your company, I think. Obviously, play professional football, then play for companies country. you probably the two things you want to do as a kid. Um, but if you, if you look at it, obviously, in uh, enjoyment, I think, again, I didn't play much at the AFC Women. Well, I was always injury, And I don't think the fans seem the best of me, um, which, again, is a shame because I, I want, again, I like, want to repay, obviously, the fans. And I always want to go out and entertain people, um, which I didn't really get a chance to do. Again, both because of me and both because of my injuries. But, um yeah, I think off the pitch it, it definitely was. Again, we had some great last weeks and fantastic characters. And again, I think that's gone in the game um, totally. I think there's, there's not as many characters in the game. You even look at pro level, the things that like Jimmy Bullard used to do. Um, we used to do them at sort of non league level and things like that. But even if you look at the, the non league, there's nobody that would piss about. I remember <laughs> um, when I was, I think, a, I wasn't a Wimbledon at the time, but I was playing for... Um, it was either tottenham Mitch. No, it was, it was quite an athletic against Tottenham-Mitchin. And there was a boy, Oliver Cloud, who was um, at Arsenal as a kid, so we knew each other quite well. Back and he was at Tottenham-Mitchin at the time, we called him Macdon. And so, um, Kingstonian manager was our watch, and I signed for Kingstonian about, about, about four years later. And he, he said to me, he said, i seen one of the funniest things I've ever seen with you in the football bench, and I'm like, what, what was that? And he says, "It. Um, you um, You were chasing Alan McLeod for Chittany Mitchum, and you were saying, I'm going to get you, you little bastard, <laughs> running after him. <laughs> 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 he, he, I thought we were sledging or something like that. But we, again, we, we, we all knew each other in the long league scene, years gone by. Um, Cause we all used to like have a drink after a game together and then probably go on further, so this. And um, I think that that obviously once you cross in white lines, it totally changes. But after because we used to kick fucking seven bells out of each other every week and have a beer after the thing, but like, you can't do that anymore. So, yeah, there, <laughs> I think football's totally changed the way I properly played.
4: I think there's one player, I don't know if you, you probably knew him, I don't know if he, you played with him at Wimbledon, you probably did. It was a guy, <laughs> Wade Felana. Yeah. You remember Wade for yeah. There's a story I hear, right? He played for, against Met Police. I think it was for Bromley. It weren't for Wimbledon. And he got taken out really badly. And he was like, I'm going to fucking do you now, mate. Went to his car to get a bar out of his car. To I don't know how true this is. This is just what I had to go back. And then they said, Wade, you know who you're playing against, don't you? And this is when they had police in their team yeah. as well. And he went back in to absolute batter 11, like Met Police place.
3: Yeah, well, I I played with one of the Croydon before. He's a bit of a harmful, that's it. But again, he's a, he's a lovely bloke. He's, he's actually done well non-league. Again, he was approached after United. So yeah, um, yeah, it's, yeah, there was, learning um, of Texan characters in them days, and just characters. That's, that's the way it. football was. Yeah,
4: and that's that's what I loved the most about ARC Women going through them leagues. It could have been really boring. It could have been like we could have won easy and stuff. It was just the amount of characters that we had signed that. Again, the, the, you you know Smithy, Kev, John—they're all characters. Salad yeah. was a character, you know. What I mean, oh. we all, we had so many characters off the pitch in fans' yeah. wise that it just—it was so good to have characters on the pitch.
3: Yeah, I think that's why where, where the bond came from. I think obviously, I think um, the, the club was been through a difficult time. The, the fans and the club were going through a difficult time. I think having that sort of because again, you you know, in the pro game, if there's a. There's a massive divide there, obviously, because obviously you need to be more sort of professional about the way you act. But I think that uh, the first incident the club was formed and that sort of togetherness between the fans and the players, uh, I think it just summed the club up because where it's
2: come from and where it is now, it's just Mm. unreal. Obviously, after after Wimbledon, you played for quite a few clubs. That wasn't supposed to be a dig. I know it came out like a dig. It, it,
3: it wasn't is, is supposed that to what, Is that where your finger was moving? Scrolling yeah, Wikipedia? I'm scrolling
2: down Wikipedia. It's a very long page. Um, <laughs> yeah, w- <laughs> uh, yeah, you've got your own Wikipedia page. Right? Um, a somewhat nomadic non-league career. Yeah. Here he goes again. <laughs> what? It's, I'm just, He's I'm just gone, saying. Really?
3: Yeah.
2: He's uh, going after you. No, it's it more, obviously, do you think... Did you struggle with injuries throughout all your time playing? Was that yeah, I, really hamper you? I did. It. Would Again, it settle
1: I, down? I back, the
2: back to the arm. Um,
3: and that's not sort of the reason I moved the boat, I think. I um, <laughs> probably moved the boat for an extra 20 quid because it got me four beers at the end of the day. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, no. It, 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 I, there was a couple of moves, obviously, that wait was quite close to home. I knew a lot of boys were near the chairman. Um the chairman. And Again, it, it, the culture there was, it was quite similar to uh, AFC, so <laughs> I felt it all right. Um, and the other clubs, I think, quite Athletic, looking through a good patch, and then obviously it all went tip top. Um, but I stayed there. That sort of there was a time of my career that there was a lot of youth team coming through, and I'd sort of moved on that when I wanted to sort of build people sort of around me, build the Team around me that broke He was actually reserved for him as a the way. that's why I knew him. Um, with a boy called Moses who would to play for Brentford. I think he's Moses Adamola. I think that's, I don't know where he is now. I think he's still
4: He, was a, he, went, he went to work. Villa, didn't he, was, he?
3: Yeah, he went to Brentford and um, did
4: and Badger. no, Adamola. Oh, no, was he at Harrowborough?
3: Yeah, no, no, he was um, he's uh, is it? I don't think it's him. That's a different one. That, that's all I think you're talking about, talking about Moses Adamola. I think Mo Zalemola, he's now playing for, I think it's Farnborough, I'm not sure, but he was at Bromley, for he, he scored a lot of goals non-league, but he, he got a move to Brentford from, I keep saying it, from my three balls, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> but it, again, they're a good youth team there, and there was a lot of boys coming through, and that was enjoyable for me, you know what I'm saying, that sort of nourishing them, because um, again, I, I did see myself sort of becoming a coach, well,
2: not manager, but a coach in them days, so... Uh, Moses Adamola, that's now Adamola. now known as Moses Emmanuel, he's changed his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: And that's why I didn't know him because he changed his name. It,
2: yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I would have known him otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just before we wrap it up, I don't know how much uh, you've been paying attention to the Don's um, season so far. Yeah. <laughs> In a bit of trouble at the time of recording. Um, what do you reckon? Do you think we, we can pull through? I think it's a don's way. I don't think they make it easy,
3: whether it be a promotion push or relegation fight. Um, but we all, we always get there, don't we? So, <laughs> and probably the hard way. Um, again, obviously, I think they talked offer. I think they've got some... I think the good thing about it, we've got goals, um, and goals win football matches. Um, and I think Payton will get goals. Um, I think it's just keeping them out. But uh, again, we talk about before the show that, um, I think if you look up any sort of football period pyramid it, it's it's all about finances and unfortunately the Dons are one of probably the lowest um sort of finance pay uh, club. So there are things for that. And that's why again we, we talk about obviously the team spirit and things like that you need little things. And Glenn will do that again. I and I, I don't know him personally but um I I didn't know obviously Wally because he was a principal with me. Um, which is probably a sore point, but uh, Wall was great. I'm saying for me personally, and um, I think he was great for the club. I actually met him just before he got sort of what happened. What happened? So um, through through a sort of friend of mine, and it was a shame because he it, it was a good fit. I think he was a good fit. Wall and what did it, again? I don't know the internet and so but To be fair, I don't want to know. Um, but uh, it's. Uh, I think it's a shame because I think him and Glen are probably a good combination. I think Glen without Wall and vice versa, it's probably not the sort of fit anymore. Um, but but again, you look at who's there to bring in because again, um, Glen probably could go elsewhere. And I think he's more of a number two rather than a manager, um, and he has been so, sort of all the places. Again, it's all about finances. Who, who do you get in and who's who's the right fit? Um, so, it's a tough one. Um, I think if it's going to make the change, I think you're going to have to do it soon, because I, I do believe that a little bit of injection of different faces and different sort of ways, it'll probably get you first a couple of points, which then could pull, pull AFC out of the sort of ship um, that they're in at the minute. But I, I, I still believe they'll stay. I think, still think those worst teams.
4: Yeah, see, my my problem with it at the moment, as we've already alluded to, is characters. We just we we're lacking character. Uh, Wimbledon. We don't care how we win, as long as we're winning. As long as the players are giving a hundred percent. If we lose to a better team, uh, we understand that. I think that that's how we've always been from non-league up. When we lost to Wallingford and stuff, they were the better team at that yeah. time, and then we beat them the next year. We it's it's giving that hundred percent, and that's all we want. And from my personal point, I don't, I just don't see that. We're seeing it at the moment. But yeah. What about yourself but, coming in and doing the, the job?
3: <laughs> I'd love to, but again, I think I'd probably be a better coach than I would be a manager. I don't think I have the patience for players to be a manager because they can be babies at times. Footballs at any level, they can't be babies. Whereas I'd rather stick a couple of codes out and tell them what to
4: <laughs> <laughs> Fair play, fair play.
2: All right, Gareth, um really good to have you on, mate. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. Some great stories. Uh, yes, sorry you. if I offended you with my nomad comment. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't I, nice to lie. I've, I've been called a lot worse. That's true. you probably called referees <laughs> a lot worse as well. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll leave that to be up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Use our imagination, shall we? <laughs> yeah.
4: Thank you very all much, Gareth, for coming on. I really do appreciate thank it. Good, guys. It's been
3: an absolute pleasure. And I say thank I wish you, all the fans and all the, you lot, all the best. Stay safe, guys.
4: Thanks
3: Okay.
4: Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. If you would like to contact us, you can do so by Twitter at Wombles Dream, or via Facebook at The Wombles Had a Dream.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year.